It's time for Forward Nation Radio. Now here he is, the host of Forward Nation Radio, David Leventhal. Welcome to Forward Nation Radio. I'm David Leventhal. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Wait, happy Memorial Day? Seems like kind of an ironic thing to wish people for a day that commemorates our fallen soldiers. But on this show, we will be commemorating them and Memorial Day by talking about how we celebrated Memorial Day. For instance, President Joe Biden, as is expected of presidents, went to Arlington National Cemetery, where many of our fallen soldiers' remains reside, of course. There at Arlington National Cemetery, he did what presidents, normal presidents, are expected to do. He praised our fallen and our living soldiers as well. Those who have died defending America, American democracy, shall we say, and those who are currently serving and who have served. He called for unity and empathy in his speech at Arlington National Cemetery to honor those who have died fighting for this nation, calling for unity in this nation, empathy for others, consideration of our fellow citizens. That's what President Biden did. Well, for the good news, here's what former President Trump didn't do. He didn't tweet out insults at Gold Star families, the families of fallen soldiers, as, of course, he has very famously done in the past. Now, I know some of you are out there thinking, well, okay, Trump hasn't tweeted out insults at Gold Star families, but that's because they took away his Twitter account. He's still banned from Twitter. Yes, that's true. But I don't even think his website that... 12 or 13 people apparently are looking at. I don't think he tweeted out insults at Gold Star families. So even the pres- the former president was able to honor this day by not attacking the family members of those we are commemorating on Memorial Day. There. That's the good news. Biden and Democrats continue to celebrate Memorial Day by fighting in America for what these fallen soldiers were fighting for. Biden and Democrats, all but at least one or two of them in our government, are trying to get a voting rights bill passed so that people in America have their right to vote preserved and honored to the extent that they actually can exercise it. The Republican Party, of course, celebrated Memorial Day by seeking to destroy what these people were fighting for, continuing its assault on voting rights all across this country. Led, we're we're reading stories during the week about the Arizona recount and how it continues to be laughable, but the Republicans continue to push this absurd recount being conducted by the Cyber Ninjas. Yes, a Republican-backed company, Republican-affiliated company, calling themselves Cyber Ninjas that is doing the Arizona recount 
as still a, a part of the efforts to overturn the last election. Now, those of you who think that Cyber Ninjas sounds like a strange name for a company checking on voting uh, irregularities, let me just point out that it's better than the original name. Originally, they were going to call themselves, I understand, Cyber Mutant Ninja Turtles, but decided to just go with Cyber Ninjas instead because that, I guess, made them look a little more credible to Fox News viewers. But while they're busy trying to undo the 2020 election in Arizona and elsewhere, we have Republican states across America continuing their assault on voting rights, most notably Texas, also Georgia, Florida, and Iowa weighed in this week with voter suppression bills. The good news here, the Texas bill to prevent minorities from voting, people who might vote Democratic from voting, suffered a defeat, a shocking defeat over Memorial Day weekend. Yes, Republicans were trying to pass it over the Memorial Day weekend, kind of a dead of night sort of thing. But the bill was defeated, for now, by a Democratic walkout. It was reminiscent to me of something I've reported on in the past. Years ago, when Republican, a, a gerrymandered Republican legislature in New Mexico, which had no business being the dominant party, was going to gerrymander so badly, so egregiously, that the Democrats in the New Mexico legislature fled the state to deny Republicans a quorum to accomplish their basically elimination of voting rights then in New Mexico. Well, and ultimately the Republicans, of course, prevailed. They searched for and they hunted them down. They got bounty hunters searching for Democratic lawmakers in neighboring states, eventually got enough back that got their gerrymandered bill through, which is why Republicans continue to dominate that legislature and legislatures around the country, despite, of course, being rejected by American voters. Well, in a, in a scene reminiscent of that, Texas Democrats fled the chamber, at least, walked out to deny a quorum, and temporarily, at least, prevented the Republicans from passing their voter suppression bill. Unfortunately, the Republicans passed the bill despite the fact that the Democrats will not support it and will not be there for it. As the New York Times reports today, Texas becomes an, an ever more divided state, more and more Democrats, and yet the Republican legislature, gerrymandered as it is, continues to be more and more conservative and flexing more and more of its conservative dominance. Such is democracy in America that Republicans celebrate by destroying on this Memorial Day. In Texas, the governor, the Republican governor of Texas, who thought that he was going to be signing this voter repression bill during a, a Memorial Day weekend, threatens to withhold pay from legislators in Texas who do not, who have the temerity to fight against Republican efforts to stop people from voting. Of course, on Memorial Day, the assault on government continues throughout the Republican Party. The fight for government 
on the Democratic side continues apace. Biden, President Biden, for instance, has been fighting for vaccinations in America and has been opening up America for giving vaccines to poor countries around the world. As America continually and increasingly celebrates our emergence from the virus, the virus rages anew in poor countries around the world. Number of Americans dying from COVID is at record lows, but people dying around the world is not. Biden has proposed fighting to get more Americans to take the vaccine and to open up giving the vaccine to poor countries around the world. Republicans, on the other hand, well, how they've been responding, I guess, could be could be somewhat exemplified by the governor of Iowa, who signed a law this week forbidding schools and municipalities from issuing mask mandates. Yes, in Iowa, schools and municipalities, i.e. those where a bunch of people live that people might vote Democratic, urban areas, are prohibited from requiring people to wear masks. Just this week on this subject, an alliance of human rights organizations reported that the COVID-19 vaccine industry has created nine new billionaires, including the CEO of Moderna, and that their combined wealth would be enough to fully vaccinate all people in low-income countries 1.3 times. Republicans fight for those billionaires, while Democrats fight for the people who could be vaccinated. Speaking of mask mandates... It's always good news in America when Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene gets her name in the papers, and she did that this week to a somewhat distressing extent. She compared the mask mandates to Nazi Germany. Yes, requiring people during a deadly global pandemic to wear masks. Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks is like requiring Jews to wear gold stars during the Holocaust, during Nazi Germany. This is a reminder, as we celebrate Memorial Day, that the GOP continues, and has been for a long time, looking for Nazis everywhere. Taxes on the rich, taxes on corporations, have repeatedly been referred to by Republicans and their minions as something out of Nazi Germany. Vaccines themselves have been compared by Republicans to Nazi Germany. School funding is sometimes compared by Republicans to Nazi Germany. In fact, who was it years ago? I think it was Lewis Black on The Daily Show years ago. Talked about Republicans having Nazi Tourette's. That they're so busy yelling Nazis all the time about everything that he referred to it as Nazi Tourette's. These are some of the things that Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene apparently thinks are Nazi Germany. But do you know what does not remind Republicans of Nazi Germany? Actual Nazis. That's, that's the thing in America. While taxes on the rich, vaccines, and mask mandates remind Republicans of Nazi Germany, the thing that doesn't rep- remind Republicans of Nazi Germany is are Republican supporters actually dressed as Nazis 
and wearing swastika tattoos. So they see Nazis everywhere except at their own rallies, which is, of course, where Nazism is flourishing in America today. Uh, One other place, of course, that Republicans and Marjorie Taylor Greene in particular do not always see Nazis, to be fair, is in all the Jewish conspiracies that they see in America. When they're not complaining about our Nazism, they're complaining about Jewish conspiracies. As, as recently noted about Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, it, it recently emerged that the Georgia freshman had recently suggested that a devastating wildfire that ravaged California was started by a laser beamed from space and controlled by a prominent Jewish banking family. Just as a, a bit of a a bit of context for Marjorie Taylor Greene, so vigilant about Nazism. She might want to look in a mirror for that one. Yes, wildfires in California were created by laser beams uh, controlled by a prominent Jewish banking family. When she said that, the Republican Jewish Coalition, it's scary to think that there is such a thing, stepped in and said it was, quote, working closely with the House Republican leadership regarding the next steps, regarding Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, apparently, the Republican Jewish Coalition and all other Republicans had more important things to do than to sanction a woman who was spreading anti-Semitic tropes. Ms. Greene was never disciplined for those comments. So yes, one place that the Republicans will never have to look for Nazis is where they actually exist, and that's within their own party. But to be fair, I have to ask this question, all these comparisons to Nazis. Is this better or worse than all the comparisons we're seeing from the Republicans to the, to the USSR, to the Soviet Union, comparing Democrats to Soviet Union, which is, which is kind of interesting since one is an extremist ideology all the way on the left and one is an extremist ideology all the way on the right doesn't matter democrats are both at the same time it works for republican supporters what the hell senator marcia blackburn need i say republican senator marcia blackburn this week pointed out that pre-k that allowing children to go to school before kindergarten was like something out of soviet russia now again it Is that better or worse than it being from Nazi Germany? I don't know. It's hard to tell. We're going to have to have a Republican panel. Which is worse? Democrats being like the Soviet Union or Democrats being like Nazis? Of course, socialist is still the preferred curse word in the Republican Party. That's still their go-to term to describe Democrats, including, of course, President Biden. Socialist right out of the Soviet Union. Reminiscent all the name-calling, of course, going back, way back, to Ronald Reagan. Yes, the hero of the Republican Party, for those who don't actually bother to know what he stood for, who famously warned us years ago when this country was implementing Medicare, health care for the elderly, that this was the first step to the Soviet Union in America. All right, anyway, speaking of of fucking bigots, as we were, Biden 
celebrated Memorial Day by going to Tulsa for the 100-year anniversary of the destruction of what was referred to as Black Wall Street. 100-year anniversary. Biden went and spoke there about race and race relations. For those who don't who don't know or recall the, the Tulsa murders, I don't say riots, but the Tulsa murders, as perhaps as many as 300 Americans were murdered. More than 1,250 homes were destroyed as the black community was leveled in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Biden goes there to talk about racial fairness and equality in America. How did Republicans celebrate Memorial Day? Republican legislators, yes, in Texas, but elsewhere as well, are limiting class discussions, school discussions of racism in history and current events. Republican legislators across in Republican states across this country are limiting the ability of schools to discuss our history of racism. You know, it's kind of right there in the title of Memorial Day. Memories right in there in the title, Memory Day. So, just to be clear, Republicans are celebrating Memorial Day by basically erasing the memory banks, by erasing the hard drives all across America on racism. Of course, to to wipe out our history of racism in America makes it a lot easier to continue that sordid history in the future, which, of course, is also how Republicans have been celebrating Memorial Day. You know, President Biden has celebrated Memorial Day by trying to preserve the planet, the planet that the family members of our fallen soldiers, the descendants of our fallen soldiers, will want to be inhabiting for some time. Just yesterday, the president announced that he will be suspending drilling leases in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, a pristine area on the northern coast of, of Alaska, which was actually preserved according to an earlier agreement with oil companies that gave them other pristine areas that they could destroy through their oil drilling. But once they got that, of course, they didn't want half a loaf anymore. They wanted the whole loaf. So it has been an issue for Republicans for many years to give up the uh, Arctic National Wildlife Refuge to oil drilling companies. And under Trump, they opened up leases and started selling leases in that area that was supposed to be preserved to protect the environment as well as the ecology and the fauna of the area. How does the GOP respond? Well, the GOP continues to deny that climate change even exists. Yes, as President Biden and the Democrats seek to preserve what's left of our planet and keep it habitable for the descendants of those who have passed away defending this country, the Republicans continue to deny that reality exists. Put succinctly, the GOP platform is to sacrifice the sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters of those who died fighting for this country for the sake of oil company profits. President Biden continues over Memorial Day to try to make government work for the betterment of the people of this country. The government that people died fighting for. Those we were honoring on Memorial Day died fighting for. 
In fact, maybe nothing at this point is more fundamental, more fundamental divide in this country, more fundamental to Biden's governing than the idea that government should once again be expected to work for the betterment of people. Something that even Trump supporters were supposed to believe in until apparently it, it ran up against their racism. But Biden has been working to end the era of government is the problem, as stated by Ronald Reagan. The last 40 or more years in this country where we have lived under the adage that government is the problem and government should be weakened so it could not defend its people with all the attendant negatives, including income inequality, poverty, etc., the destruction of the planet. Biden has continued trying to help families, including children. Just a few moments ago, it was reported that a new analysis of the Census Bureau, of Census Bureau surveys, argues that the two latest rounds of aid COVID-related aid, significantly improved Americans' ability to buy food and pay household bills. It also reduced anxiety and depression in this country by something like 20%, with the largest benefits of all those things going to the poorest households and those with children, some of whom are descendants of people or even related to people who have died fighting for this country. For instance, reports of food shortages in families with children are down 42% because of the rescue packages that Democrats have pushed through during COVID, including the second one under Biden. Does anybody remember how the Republicans voted on that one? That was the one the Democrats had to pass through budget reconciliation because they had no Republican support. Do you remember Republicans said that the sky was going to fall if we actually passed a bill that gave money to poor people in America, to actual working families? Well, the sky has not fallen, and those families seem to be doing a whole lot better in early results. Biden continues to show how government can actually do something. The government that people we celebrate on Memorial Day died fighting for can actually do something to improve the lives of the citizens they died for. He continues to offer an infrastructure proposal that Republicans have liked to talk about, remember Trump again with his infrastructure week every week, but without actually doing anything about because infrastructure proposals would do a lot to help normal people, which Republicans have no interest in doing. As Biden has illustrated, infrastructure proposals that help ordinary people might have to be paid for by the rich people who are the only things that Republicans represent. They are also, uh, Biden, pushing the American Families Plan Republicans, of course, are opposed to the American Families Plan because one thing about about celebrating and commemorating the people who've died fighting for this country, we really should only commemorate rich people, which make a disproportionately low number of the people who have died fighting for this country. Anyway, uh, Biden is is pushing his infrastructure proposal, his, his bills to aid families. The GOP has countered Biden's infrastructure proposal in the past week or so. Or so. Uh, Shelley Moore Capito, the Republican senator who's, who's now deemed the Republican moderate, who's deemed to be the reasonable Republican, that, that he, she, she's going to be the one that Biden can work with, and Democrats are expected to work with to get an infrastructure bill. She countered the Biden 2 point something trillion dollar infrastructure proposal 
by offering to give away some of her old pre-chewed chewing gum to help hold our dams and our bridges and our roads together. Biden has countered by reducing the amount in the infrastructure bill and taking some of the things out of it. The Republicans have responded by offering to chew more gum that we can use to repair our bridges. Biden tries to provide health care to the families of fallen soldiers to improve and expand health care access across this country. Anybody know where the GOP? Anybody want to guess where the GOP is going with this one? If you said the GOP is trying to figure out how to deny health care to more and more people, you'd be right. Give yourself a gold star. Biden and the Democrats spent Memorial Day trying to figure out how to govern, how, how to make government itself more safe. They, they want to actually have government do something. That, of course, makes government even more of a threat, as we saw on January 6th and beyond. The GOP, of, as expected this week, filibustered the January 6th commission and thereby defeated it in the United States Senate, creating a bipartisan commission to look into an assault on the United States government, an unprecedented assault on the United States government. The GOP has succeeded in filibustering it and defeating it in the United States Senate. Now, it makes sense that the Republicans would be strongly against this since it turns out more than 20% of Republican voters think that the assault on the United States government on January 6th was justified. That's how they spent Memorial Day, I guess, with their United States flags eating hamburgers, hot dogs, and apple pie, and planning perhaps their next assault justified on the United States government. But that filibuster in the Senate, six Republicans voted for it. This is news. Six Republicans out of 50 voted for an independent commission to look at an assault on the United States government, an assault that threatened the Republicans' lives. The, the, the bill to create this commission went down 54 to 35. Now, just to be clear, the 54 was people voting for it. The 35 was people against it. The bill was supported 54 to 35, and yet, because of the filibuster, it was defeated. Nine Republicans didn't even have the balls to vote at all. Some of you did the math quickly there and said 54 and 35, that only adds up to 89. I'm pretty sure there are 100 senators. Again, give yourself a gold star. Nine Republicans didn't have the balls to vote at all. They're going to have it both ways. They're going to get rid of this. They're going to go home and tell their constituents that they were all in favor of it. Uh, Pat Toomey, for instance, in Pennsylvania, again, one of the Republicans who were deemed to be not utterly insane, said that he would have voted for it, but he had family commitments that were obviously more important than investigating an assault on the United States government. Gee, maybe he could have engaged in uh, mail-in voting to get his vote in. Now, it you also might have done the math quickly there and said even 54, 35, and 9 doesn't add up to 100. Well, Kirsten Cinema, in a reminder of what Democrats and normal thinking people are up against, Kirsten Cinema, the Democratic, putative Democratic senator from Arizona, also failed to show up for the vote. So Kirsten Cinema, as seems to be 
the hallmark of her governing in Arizona so far, once again, will want to have it both ways. Yes, she supports things that will actually help this country, (laughs) but not out loud where she might actually lose some votes. This Republican rejection of the January 6th commission, I want to point out, was done even after an appeal from a dead police officer's mother who took the time to try to schedule interviews with the Republican senators to try to get that, most of whom would not even meet with her because of what they were going to be doing. But many of those who did meet with her, nonetheless, voted against an investigation as to why her son is dead. So what's the future here after Memorial Day? Democrats should celebrate this Memorial Day by basically saying, fuck you to Republicans and fuck you to your bipartisan commission. We are going to create a Democratic commission in the House and in the Senate if we can. And we are going to investigate the hell out of this and have it in the public view basically 24 hours a day. Sound familiar? They should Benghazi this. I know, turning it into an adjective. A city in Libya where you might recall, if you've been a faithful listener of this show, you will recall that the Republicans did bogus investigations of Hillary Clinton, who was Secretary of State at a time when in Benghazi, Libya, terrorist action killed four U.S. diplomats. And they spent months trying to pin it on Hillary Clinton just to destroy her presidential hopes. And in fact, through Benghazi, may very well have gotten Trump close enough to win the election that he lost by 3 million votes in 2016. This is a reminder as this goes on and the Republicans filibuster a bipartisan commission to look into an assault on the U.S. government where even Republican legislators' lives may have been in jeopardy. It is a reminder of the differences between these two political parties, that Republicans are just completely in line for an insanity, and Democrats, their majority consists of holding together a coalition that that includes Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. And what a joke at this point those two senators are. Been bending over backwards to be fair, understanding the political difficulties that they face. But at this point, for Senator Joe Manchin to come out and decry partisan politics, decry the fact that the Republicans defeated this commission, and still be against getting rid of the filibuster to allow this to happen, to to allow this to, to stop the Democrats to actually get this position through. This is, again, having it both ways, and this is just bullshit. At this point, Senator Manchin, just shit or get off the pot. Just call yourself a fucking Republican or start doing your goddamn job like you know it needs to be done. It is why, on this Memorial Day, many of us are left questioning with the political situation in this country the way it is. How the hell does this country survive this? How does this country survive an absolutely insane and corrupt criminal organization that is backed by almost 40% of the American public and is committed to making sure that 20% more never get to vote. Uh, before we go, just as last last word on this, uh, last celebration of Memorial Day, Donald Trump celebrated Memorial Day. We'll end on a high note here. By beginning his 2024 presidential campaign. How did he begin his 2024 
presidential campaign by working on getting indicted. Because nothing, yes, in this crazy fucking political party, nothing will will shore up Donald Trump's bona fides quite so much as being indicted by the deep state, I guess, by the corrupt government. All week, we continue to see more and more indication of the noose tightening criminally around Donald Trump's, shall we say, neck. Here this week, the criminal case, a civil case against the Trump organization was turned into a criminal case. Now, now people are, are reminding us, and I should do the same, caution, this is now a criminal case against the Trump organization. We don't know about Donald Trump's role in this criminal case. However, seriously, is this about Trump? This organization is, is him. It's his alter ego. He controls everything that's done at this organization. I know people are bending over backwards to not get people's hopes up. But if there's a criminal case against the Trump organization, it's hard to imagine there is, this is not a criminal case against Donald Trump among the others. Well, while this criminal case is going on, as well as other criminal cases that we are seeing in New York, in Georgia, and elsewhere in this country, we are reminded that Donald Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, well, he's actually not Donald Trump's lawyers anymore. He's busy turning states' evidence in these criminal probes. Then, of course, you've got Donald Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, who... I'm happy to report is the subject was the subject of a search, a search warrant. And then a, a, a search about two weeks ago into his home and offices, indicating that he is the subject of criminal investigations. Then, of course, we've got Department of Justice lawyer, Trump lawyer, it turns out, William Barr, who was castigated in this past week or two by a judge for his role in the cover-up regarding the Mueller report and the investigation of criminal activities of Donald Trump when he was becoming president and when he was the president of the United States. So one by one, all of the lawyers around Donald Trump are falling to their own criminal investigations. But of course, Donald Trump has one thing going for him. I'm asked by people, do I think Donald Trump is going to get indicted? I think Donald Trump's probably going to get indicted. Do I think Donald Trump's going to go to prison? That doesn't, that's not generally the way America works. The reason I think that Donald Trump is facing, is going to face criminal indictment across this country is because I think he's one of the biggest criminals this country's ever had. This is what happens when you spend your whole lives being immune, your whole life immune from any kind of accountability for your actions. I think this man has engaged in so much criminal activity that they're not going to be able to avoid much of it now that they've started to investigate him, just beginning with his taxes and moving way on from there. I've, I've, been, I've said, do I think he's going to get convicted? One of the things that normal people now have to talk about is, how will you pick a jury where you exclude all Trump supporters who, no matter how strong the evidence is that this man is a criminal, would not vote to convict? But beyond that, as I've said to some of the people I have political discussions with, forget the jury. How the hell are they going to get a grand jury to indict Donald Trump when the grand jury may be filled with people who don't believe in reality, but
but believe in the leader of the cult. This, of course, leads me back to the discussion of criminal justice reform, which we will get to shortly, about how the wealthy people in this country are, have enjoyed lives above the law, just like the police have. And we will address those concerns so, so roundly exemplified by the former president, Donald Trump, in a future show. But that's it for today's show celebrating Memorial Day. You decide which political party in America you think most commemorates those who have given their lives on behalf of this country. Until I see you next, be safe and have a good week. You've been listening to Forward Nation Radio with David Leventhal. 